Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's Tuesday. It's election day. Hopefully you voted. But a lot of people probably haven't yet, and they're stressed because they're at work and they got out. They want to vote. The weather's kind of crappy, and they might have to wait in lines. It's a stressful day. We don't know where the future of our country is headed. Oh, God. Oh, God. What are we going to do? Okay, everybody take a deep breath. It's time for your election day deep breath. Okay, everybody. We're going to do this together. Let's take a deep breath in. That felt real good. Feel better? Yeah. Let's do it again in an hour. Okay, so oh, that we'll was really cathartic. Holly, Thank I feel you, like you really cut something out. Look, I haven't Oof. been able to vote yet. I've had to work. That's I'm a why busy... you're not wearing your sticker. I know. I'm a busy Lindsay, modern ma- gal on the go. I did an absentee ballot. So I oh, voted look at you, week. smarty pants. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's something about physically going to the polls and filling in your little I know, dots. but sometimes you get scared that like, what if you get like the 24-hour flu and then you can't go and then, you know, you let America down. So It's midterms. I'll oh. do it for the big elections. I'll go in, but absentee, this is my first time I'm doing it. Love it. Nice. All right. Okay, all right. well, um, Holly, while we're waiting for another moment to let it all out, yep. I referenced binge watching in the last segment because um, you actually had a, a study that talked about our binge watching habits, how they've changed, but you also had some observations about binge watching. And that, of course, binge watching, just watching a bunch of TV back to back, right? Can you believe that it's been five years since the creation of binge watching? It's only been around for five years, really? In its modern iteration. Okay, so tell me more. Yeah, okay. Well, remember, binge watching started with Netflix offering all 13 episodes of the first season of House of Cards at once. Oh. That was back in 2013. Now, binge watching, of course, existed when you had DVDs and you would sit there, but this kind but of that's binge not the watching, same but it's not thing, the same really, thing, right? No, yeah. So binge watching has been a thing for five years, and it's so commonplace now, Bradley, that 83% of Americans say binge watching is something that they do at least once a month. Only 7%, right, you say duh, but only 7% of people say that they never do it. So we're all doing it. This is the new normal. How often do you binge watch, do you figure, Holly? Probably about twice a month. Okay. Lindsay? Uh, That's uh, three times a week or something. Oh my God, are you legit binge watching that much? I love binge watching. Like I watched, I think... 
15 episodes of Drunk History last night. Okay. Nice, nice. I will say that I binge watch probably once a week. Once a week? Honestly, because, um, and it's not always like, so the idea of sitting down and watching an entire season of uh, House of Cards, maybe not that once a week, but for example, on Sundays, I love to cook and prepare foods. I like to feel like I'm, you know, uh, in my, you know, happy place making some stuff. Nesting. So um, while I'm making food for the week, I'm watching, for example, one of the shows I recently binged watch is called The Hairy Bikers. What? I know. I know. It sounds, that oh. sounds gay, but it's not. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Hairy bikers. Uh, I mean, that could no, be interesting. No, it's these two British guys who literally have lots of hair and they drive around on bikes and... <laughs> Motorbikes, motorbikes, or just, yeah, okay, and they, like motorcycles, and they um go, like they did this whole trip through Europe, and they would stop in different countries, and they would learn about the baking uh, traditions in each country, and then they would like bake some stuff. It was just like it's a really wonderful <laughs> show to just sort of like binge watch because you can do it in, while you're it's you mindless. Know, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. background binge mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll pick a, a series like that. Maybe eat uh, what is it called? Salt fat. Acid eat, pray, heat. love. Yeah, that <laughs> show. Fat, acid, heat. I binge watched that recently, so I'm not surprised. But here's the surprising thing, is that almost a third of people hate binge watching, even though really? we basically all do it, according to the survey from The Hollywood Reporter. Why do they say people hate watch or uh, hate binge watching? They just want to watch one episode at a time. It and depends. live weekly viewing is still popular. Mm-hmm. Well, it almost seems novel now, does it not? Live, like the idea of sitting down every week to watch one episode, it feels like, ooh, this is special. We used to do. I will tell you, the last show we did that for was, oh my god, here's a theme: Great British Baking Show. <laughs> Apparently, that's all I watch now is food TV. But Great it. British with Baking bikers. Show when it came with bikers when it came out when it was on PBS, one episode per week. Yeah, we'd sit down and watch it. Yeah, but yeah. we would have binged it if it was available. Right. I think it depends on the show. Sure. What kinds of shows do we think lend itself to binging? Well, I think any of these British baking shows or any any travel show yeah. where it can just roll in and in and then it's five hours later and then the sun has gone down and you're sitting alone completely in the dark and you've watched 10 episodes of Rick Steves and you're like, wow, oh, yeah. I haven't even had any Rick food Steves. today. America's Test Kitchen. I mean, there's really a lot. But um, in addition to just like sort of the reality kind of stuff. Shonda Rhimes shows. Grey's yeah. Anatomy I've done like three times. Wow. I, yeah. Huge life over here. Yeah, but so, it's interesting the structures of all of these shows and, and that binge watching that you can just sit, Lindsay, and watch mm-hmm. like five episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Easy. Bradley, you can watch five episodes of The Great British Baking Show. Mm-hmm. And it it's changing our minds, man. And here's how I know why. How do you know why? I tried to watch a movie on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay. A regular old two hour movie Oof. on Netflix. That seems like a lot Which of commitment. Which one? Yes. So I watched a movie called The Other Side of the Wind. This movie is Orson Welles' unfinished masterpiece. This this was a big story last week because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, they finally found and finished this movie that Orson Welles had left behind, yeah. basically, right? There was a lot of drama in making the movie, a lot of drama after making the movie, that's the reason why we have never seen this movie. So I'm like, I'm going to sit down and watch a movie. Two hours, that's fantastic. Sunday night, going to make myself comfortable. It was so hard to watch that movie. Yeah, why? Because 
We've been ruined by binge watching TV mm. shows. We've been trained to consume TV shows in a bingeable manner, even though you watch five hours of a TV show, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end every single hour, every single uh, half hour. So you're saying it just seems like that two hour arc is a lot harder to get through than just like a simple hour to the next hour to the next hour to the next hour. Yeah. I don't Be- know if it's binging though. I think that's kind of construction because we're used to stories because TV is so big right now of being able to go in depth and have 10 hours on one story whereas a movie it's a snapshot yeah i think it's that's more telling than the actual binging but that's just me yeah Mm -hmm. it's hard man i I will say hard i I don't commit to movies very often when Mm -hmm. i sit on the couch because again it's that time commitment but but again if it's a good hour-long show you might just find yourself wanting to click next you know I what I mean? You don't even you don't even have to click next. Netflix Mm-mm. rolls it in for you. Yeah. They'll even. I hate skip when I have intro. to like find, I have to like you know dash for the remote because I don't want the dumb thing to start before the five <laughs> seconds is up. I'm like no 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 because then it's going to give me that little bar that makes me think I watched it and I didn't watch it yet and I don't want it to change on my Netflix. I'm telling you, I get a little stressed. How often do you guys see the black screen of shame? Are, that? That's when Netflix has it about a, a few hours into your session. Are you oh, still there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're that's like, my yes. Hulu. When I'm watching my Golden Girls. Yes, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. Well, we're all still here. But the struggle is real. Binge well, watching. Uh, mm. That is a conversation that will continue for years to come, even though it's only been five years since we've started talking about it. Weird. That's yeah. just so weird how quickly our world changes. But when we come back, here is something that we can count on. Every year, People Magazine crowns the sexiest man alive. sexiest man alive i'm speechless (laughs) why because it's idris elba we're very happy we have thoughts what feels we'll get to them when we come back right here on my talk 107.1 another man has been crowned sexiest man alive we'll talk about who it is in just a moment welcome back to the colleen and bradley show here on my talk 107.1 streaming live and doing everything entertainment at my talk 107.1.com Colleen Lindstrom is not here, but she will be back on Thursday. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts today. And Holly, who is people's sexiest man alive? People's sexiest man alive for 2018 is Idris Elba. Now, Yay. finally, we feel like the universe has been restored. Did we have some audio for this? I don't well, remember. Well, you know, we can go back to our uh, first cut from... The three at twelve oh three, and we can listen to the revealing of people's sexiest man alive twenty eighteen that happened on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon last night. Let's hear what Idris Elba had to say about his new title. Ladies and gentlemen, this year's sexiest man alive is Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Congratulations on being the sexiest man alive. Uh, we have the cover here. Ta-da. We have one sent to you as a surprise. What do you think, Idris? Can you give it to Idris? Oh, okay. No, I'm not joking. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, really happy with that, man. Thank you so much, uh, People Magazine, for making me sexiest man in the world. Yeah. 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 Sexiest. Sure. It's an honor. My mom is going to be very, very proud. Uh, so thank you uh, to, to, to you guys. Idris Elba, everybody, right there. Congratulations again. There he is, Idris Elba, this year's People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive. And he, you know, okay, in addition to the fact that he's sexy. So sexy. Versus um, last year's selection, can we just remind everyone? <gasps> Blake Shelton. Yeah, that was I don't know. Baffling. Lindsay, what do you feel about Blake Shelton? 
No, thank you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. where's the, I want to meet the woman who's like, I really like Blake Shelton. I think her name is Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. She has, uh, like you pointed out earlier in the show, that woman has tickets to sell to her concerts because she's doing two for ones on Groupon. Yeah, it tough. Was, yeah, it was, tough it was rough for yeah, her. Yeah, it was. Um, so my, my my point is, you know, I think everybody's reaction today has just been like, "Phew, dodged that bullet." Finally, they picked someone sexy. Well, because yeah. It's, there's always like an argument. I feel like about people's sexiest man alive, or generally, there is some sort of dispute or debate or discussion that is required after the uh, selection of the people uh, of, of the sexiest man alive. This right. is a year where everybody's just kind of like, oh, okay, good. Yeah. Right. A, a universally beloved and sexy choice. I know Lori and Julia were very, uh, you know, excited, ap- uh, uh, pleased. appreciative, pleased mm-hmm. is the word. But I was looking through his Wikipedia. I didn't realize like how uh, multifaceted his career has been. He has a music career. Yeah, he's he a DJ. also has like a, a kickboxing career. Mm-hmm. Renaissance man. He is kind of a renaissance man. He looks good with facial hair or without. Now that is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> but I mean, Bradley- some men, you know, look good with or without, not both. He does look great with both you were taking issue with the cover photo oh yes that's like the one thing that i would uh quibble with is his photo is so not sexy because here's the thing women will be like and it's not all women but it's always some women who are like oh i think a man who's wearing a sweater is sexy too he just looks like it's very comfortable and warm and i just want to hang out with him it's like okay but that's not sexy that's like comfy you know, it's club. Not, those are those. That's where those ladies hang out. Yeah, but have you seen his it's biceps not, in the sweater? Yeah, but like, take off your sweater. Let's see the biceps. It's called sexiest man alive, not comfiest man alive. It's called use your imagination, Bradley. Look, I don't have time for my imagination in 2018. Millennials don't have imagination anymore. I need to see anymore. it all. Just put it right there for me to look at, or at least give me a whiff. I am a, a millennial, and I have imagination. Yeah. Oh, well, it is better than Blake Shelton. Blake, but see, here's the issue. If yeah. we're comparing and contrasting this year's Sexiest Man Alive, Idris Elba, to last year's Sexiest Man Alive cover of Blake Shelton, Blake Shelton was trying to do this sexy thing with his hand behind his arm oh, or it's his so head. weird. And it's weird. He's wearing like a denim button down. Uh, rolled up sleeves, and he's got one arm behind his neck as if that was a natural pose. Maybe if he had, like, lice and he was itching his hair. Exactly. It's like he's doing the lawnmower. Or not the lawnmower. Look at his terrible tattoo. Do you see what his tattoo is? I think it's... It's like two barbed wires and then, like, deer hoofs. Hooves. 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 Yes. Hooves. Well... like, Like a deer was trotting between his... Barbed wire fence. I don't know. I think that what we can say about these covers for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive is that it's really difficult for anyone to pose sexily. Ryan Reynolds. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Else can do it. I mean, it's really not that hard. Look at Channing Tatum. Eh. He and has o- his hand in his pocket, Bradley. Sexiest man alive. He just has his hand in his pocket and he's looking yeah, at he's, you and he's pouting. But he's wearing like a an an A shirt. Even the Rock, <laughs> the Rock is just wearing a T shirt, but he looks sexy. Oh, well, he's massive. So that's oh. Mm-hmm. The Ryans are my favorites. You like all the Ryans? So well, we, not all of them. Gosling and Reynolds specifically. Well. well so they're hot for you. Oh, cur- oh, obviously. Well, you wish that they were hot for you, Lindsay, but oh, they... Yes. <laughs> also, can we point out... Wait a minute. Was Zac Efron... He, was he the sexiest man alive? He's never I, been he's never the been sexiest it. man alive, oh Bradley. I am he might sorry. be next year. Oh, you know what it was? Is that he was one of the... He was one of the sexy men on their countdown last year. Mm. So they had like the sexy countdown where they had all these hot guys and one of them was Zac Efron. Because I was like, I know I've seen a photo of him in People... But he was never given the title Sexiest Man Alive. That's really he unfortunate. He might be next year after the Ted Bundy movie comes out. That you he's think making. so? Yeah, he's playing Ted Bundy. That's actually wow, a good... Wow, so playing Ted hey, Bundy look, is going to make you... Serial killers are sexy now. I mean... <laughs> you play a serial killer, you're pretty much like... Millennial women made that a Oscar. thing. So mm, that take is it up true. with them. Now, last year, I thought that this franchise was on its deathbed. But now Idris Elba, Sexiest Man Alive, People Magazine, you did well. Continue to crown men And let's just sexily. be real. Let's just be real. People Magazine is on watch. Are they not, Holly? Oh, yeah. Of course, they're on watch all the time. In fact, um, well, we'll talk about it later in the show. But when we come back, we've got some D-bags for you. Celebrities behaving badly. And oof, do we have a bevy of D-bags for you upon our return. We'll do that right here on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. Entertainment. This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now trending report. Speaking of freedom, get out and vote if you haven't already. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts and one of the favorite uh, our favorite parts of the show of course is crowning this is not a democratic process. Crowning Lord and Lady D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. No, you don't get elected, Lady D-Bag. You are just given the honor. And today, Bradley, I am crowning a Lady D-Bag. Okay, who's our Lady D-Bag uh, from uh, the Holly Roberts world? Actress Rebel Wilson. Oh my God, Rebel Wilson, I thought we love her. Well... It's for the way that all of this went down. It's been going on for the past couple of days. So let's go into the D-bag way back machine okay? and go back to an episode of Ellen. So uh, Rebel Wilson, she's out selling her upcoming movie, Isn't It Romantic? She stars as an architect named Natalie who hits her head and wakes up in the middle of a romantic comedy. Cute premise, right? Yeah. And while discussing the film, Rebel Wilson told Ellen that she was, quote, proud to be the first ever plus size girl to be the star of a romantic comedy. Okay. So she was out selling that movie here's the issue bradley Uh oh. 
She's not the first plus size woman to star in a romantic comedy. Who was? Well, many people were pointing out other ladies of size who have starred in their own romantic comedies before Rebel Wilson. Now, social media took Rebel Wilson to task about her quote on Ellen. And many people were pointing out such actresses as Queen Latifah and Monique. They had starred in their own romantic comedies. So people were calling Rebel Wilson out. Oh, okay. Saying that, hey, you know what? You're not the first uh, plus-size person to star in their own romantic comedy. And uh, people pointed that out to Rebel Wilson. So what Well, did- okay, so normally when stuff like that happens, maybe it was an oversight. Maybe she just wasn't paying attention. Maybe she was speaking a little bit off the cuff. But uh, how did she respond? Oh, Bradley, thanks for asking. Because Rebel Wilson responded to all of these legitimate criticisms and uh, just pointing out of the facts by... Blocking people on Twitter. Oh, that's healthy. That works. Yeah. (laughs) So she was blocking a lot of people. And in the past couple of days, it was a meme that all of these people who were criticizing Rebel Wilson had now been blocked by Rebel Wilson. Oh, okay. So all the people that got blocked, um, they just like retweeted the fact that she was blocking them. Yes, exactly. Rebel Mm -hmm. Wilson wasn't acknowledging them. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds familiar, right? Well, Mm -hmm. apparently Rebel Wilson's PR people got to her because Rebel Wilson has now issued an apology for what she did and what she had to say. So she uh, tweeted out in a couple of well-intentioned moments, hoping to lift my fellow plus size women up. I neglected to show the proper respect to those who have climbed this mountain before me, like Monique, Queen Latifah, Melissa McCarthy, Ricky Lake, and likely many others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is one of, this is a, this is a a, a very, this is a foul that she could have easily had uh, or easily have um, either not, run afoul of yeah. or fixed very quickly. Easily. Right? It could have just good PR company. Yeah, also, it could have just been as easy as people tweeting out and saying like, hey, actually, Queen Latifah, Monique, other people of size have starred in romantic comedies. You're not the first. And she could have been like, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. Totally right. And I thank those women for starring in those movies. Well, and again, I wonder how, like, because I, I, I don't know that that would have come out of her mouth organically. So you no. wonder if somebody gave her that talking point. Yes. Hello, fellas. Here I am. There you that go. Yeah. The dolphin yeah. thing. Remember when she did the dolphin and she's like, uh, in Pitch Perfect, she... No? Okay. <laughs> no. Right. I prefer Bridesmaids, Rebel Wilson. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, Fat okay. Amy's good, but... Oh, right. she wasn't... Was she in Bridesmaid, Rebel Wilson? Yeah, she's uh, Kristen Wiig's roommate. Remember her and her brother yes. like going to room and like it wasn't. It was a very sad handwritten book, and then oh, I realized yes. it was your And her diary. brother was the guy yeah. from um, Little Britain. Yeah. Oh, Matt Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. The English McMuffin now. quote. Yeah, that movie was about forty-five minutes too long. How dare you? Oh wow! It was totally no. overrated. Bridesmaids We're not friends. is overrated, and Lindsay. Oh, I want to watch this. I, I am. Uh, I am secure in my opinion. That that movie is overrated and too long. Okay, well, no. before you put Lindsay on your D-bag list. Um... <laughs> but Rebel Wilson has apologized. Look, the whole thing could have been avoided by Rebel Wilson just acknowledging people's uh, comments on social media or not saying anything at all. Because really what happened is that Rebel Wilson doubled down on her comments that she made on The Ellen Show when somebody pointed out, yeah. hey, you know. And so then that cascaded into D-baggery. Even further. So we wouldn't have even been talking about this if it was handled correctly. Yeah, she just, you know, again, I feel like this was a PR uh, blunder. Yes. 
So, so Rebel Wilson she sent a stern letter to her PR people. Apologized, and now we're moving on. Um, I want to give my D-bag today to somebody who is no stranger to the D-bag list. Um, mostly our D-bag list, because I don't know that a lot of people feel this way, but Kelly Ripa. Anyone? Oh, she's, Whoa. A, she's a frequent flyer here. I, really? I am mm-hmm. not a fan of Kelly Ripa for a number of reasons. I am. I have been in the past, but mostly not. Okay. Anyway, let me tell you why today Kelly Ripa deserves the title of D-Bag. Because here's the headline from page six. Kelly Ripa explains why she claps back at social media trolls. So here's something you need to know about me. I am not a fan of clapping back against media (laughs) trolls because I think, well, all you did was uh, successfully give oxygen to trolls, which... To me, doesn't seem to really. That's what you're supposed to do, though, right? What? Get rid of them, give them oxygen. Oh, maybe we're doing it wrong. Maybe I, I just think you ignore the heck out of trolls. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you just put a big rock over them, hmm. right? Trolls want to be heard, and trolls want to yeah, be. Yeah. So the minute you respond to a troll, whether it's good or bad, that's why I stop myself routinely from responding to idiots on Twitter because the minute you respond, they're like, <laughs> Oh man, it's <laughs> giving me attention. Yeah. So it's they a get a slippery slope. It's, it's like a, it's a Twitter, it's a Twitter schmorgasm, if you mm-hmm. will. Right. I like mm-hmm. that word. So, um. Anyway, so she goes on to talk about um, how she has uh, apparently given herself the moniker clapback queen of Instagram. Oh, She's, she calls herself that. Yeah. You can't call yourself By that. The way, yeah. You don't oh. call yourself a queen mm-hmm. um, unless you're like legit the queen. Yeah. Or Beyonce. Exactly. That's true. Yes. Okay, I'll allow that. Um, but she reflected on her moniker, the clapback queen of Instagram, in an interview published online Friday. Oh, I bet that's a deep dive. Oh, yeah. Um, quote, she told InStyle, quote, for me, I look at social media like I look at most of my life. It's incredibly silly. Oh, that's, mm. that's yeah. eye-opening. Mm-hmm. It's an indulgence that I tend to have when I'm really... When I'm either sitting in traffic, going to the airport, at the dentist, or when I have downtime. When I clap back, I'm always right, Mm -hmm. basically. When I clap back, I am very bored and I have time on my hands. I mean, people insult me all the time. I actually don't take it personally. My whole thing, I think it's funny when people insult me and they can't spell. So that's the only time you'll see me weighing in. That's the only time because I'm like, if you're going to insult somebody, have a basic, basic, basic handle on punctuation or spelling of the word T-O-O. Bradley. Okay. We should do an experiment. What's that? We should troll Kelly Ripa. No, see if she responds. And see if she responds. Because here is the whole reason. Why Kelly Ripa comments on her trolls on Instagram. It's because the comment algorithm has changed in the past year. And when Kelly Ripa comments on something on, on Instagram, her comments oh, yeah. Brrr, yeah. are always yeah. go to the top. Yeah. yeah. And I've so that. yeah. And so now Kelly Ripa gets natural attention by doing this. I'm sure her people were like, you're going to get some great PR by oh, commenting and sure. clapping back at those 100%. Shores. That's, you know, that to me, In first of all, what she's trying to do and why she's a D-bag is that she's trying to act as though this is no big deal. She doesn't, I mean, this is just no big thing. She just, when she's just hanging out, she's just like, I'm going to look at this. And then meanwhile, she's constantly getting uh, all these negative comments. So it's, it's just like she kind of just offhandedly just responds to these trolls. Yeah. She wants you to think it's no big thing as if it's A, not completely pre-planned or B, that she's not just indulging that base nature in herself like everybody has, which, you know, we want to be. 
um, rude to yep. people who are rude to us. Right. There's nothing new or unique or revolutionary. What she's trying to do is get you to think that somehow her like approach to life is somehow unique. And I just find it frustrating when people act like stooping to the level of idiots on social media is somehow virtuous. Yeah. It's not the savior from the trolls. They're (laughs) the righteous ones. When you get down in the dirt with a troll, you a troll. Look what I did. Well, it's not virtuous at all, but what it is, is good publicity for you, Kelly Ripa. Yeah. And she does also give some advice to her critics. Oh, please. What does she say? While you're insulting, try not to look like a stooge. Burn! But for me, it's like, I really don't take it personally. And I don't think I take it personally. You take it personally hey, because now, you respond. Now I didn't know. take it personally. No offense, but... Yeah, you take it personally when you respond back. And we all take criticism personally at one time also, or another. She's got all sorts of opinions about this kind of stuff. And I'm over here thinking, I have no idea. Now, granted, I'm not a celebrity like Kelly Ripa, who probably gets a bajillion comments. Don't sell but, yourself mm-hmm. short. Thank you. Thank you. I'm saying I want more troll comments because... Well, that's great. Like, her <laughs> life... Like, she clearly gives these people way more thought than I, who have no life, um, actual life, and am not a celebrity, give thought to these people. You can follow Bradley on Twitter at Bradley J. Trainer and also on Instagram. And Holly Roberts. D. Roberts. Holly D. Roberts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lindsay? Uh, Lindsay Brown, 35. Okay. Okay. All right. What's the 35? Uh, hockey number. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not inviting people to troll me, by the way. No, please, please do. don't. Troll, troll me, though. <laughs> and don't spell. And I also think it's dumb when, like, your response to a troll is like, and you can't spell. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. That's crazy. That's not how you spell mm-hmm. thorough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Exactly. Low mm-hmm. hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of low hanging fruit, oh, we have to talk about House of Cards when we come back. Um, Lindsay, I know you have some thoughts about House of so Cards. I have a question about House of Cards. The final season has come out finally, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that. And we're going to try to take a few deep breaths during this election day. That's very stressful. <laughs> it's okay, Holly. We'll be fine. We'll be right back. Do I need to watch the last season of House of Cards? Well, we'll find out. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts. It is the end of the second hour of our show today, our election specials. I hike my pants up over my, my belly and uh, get real, real. You um, have to be secure. Before we get to the House of Cards, though, you guys, things are real stressful. Yeah, they are. Things are real crazy in the world. I don't know if you looked outside. It looks like it might actually be snowing. I think it's just raining, yes. but it's going to snow no. soon. So no. It's going to be like yes. 20s next week. That's disgusting. And I don't know where the future of this country is going. Uh, that is why we must take one of these. Only seven more hours till the polls close. Let's take another election day deep breath. All right, everyone, I want you to take a deep breath in. Let it all out. That feel better? I don't know what's going on with all of you guys. You need help. A little concerned. It's really stressful today. Um, really, really stressful you feel better? today. Well, I think that we're going to need to I do that. I hope you get uh, to the polls because you are actually the only one in the room who hasn't voted yet. I am a busy modern gal on the go, Bradley. I mean, you really didn't have to do anything this morning. You could have stopped on your way in. <laughs> That's what I did. It took me like what literally 10 minutes. What do you have to minutes. do? I have lots of things. <laughs> oh, Who was you? up at 4.45 this morning, I asked out of all y'all. Um, why? Why? 
because I taught a class. Oh, look at you. I told you I'm a busy modern gal on the go. Well, thank you for asking, Lindsay. I teach yoga. Thank you. <gasps> really? She yes. does. She's you real namaste. I come. Mm-hmm. Well, anytime. Um, okay, so we'll do your sign up for yoga later. <sighs> but in the meantime, in between time, I wanted to ask Lindsay. So, you know, the last season of House of Cards is out and I've seen some buzz. Mm-hmm. Some people saying like, oh, some people saying finally. Some people saying meh. I need to know, <laughs> is this because I dipped out. Um, I think I'm like about a season and a half behind. Mm-hmm. I stopped um, and mostly because I, I was a little um, premature. And- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Stopping and then when the whole um, Thing Kevin came Spacey out. happened, mm-hmm. I just was like, I'm not even going to watch that last season. Uh, do I need to stick with it, get through it? Don't give me any spoilers, though, please. I'm not going to give you any spoilers, because that's one thing I definitely hate. I, I guess it depends. Like, how invested were you in this show when it was good before it, all this stuff happened? Very invested. It was one of the show. It was one of the only shows that I literally binged. Like, I would sit down and watch it that weekend. Well, well then I think you probably owe it to yourself to kind of follow it through, because we don't like stories that are unfinished. Do you I, feel like it finished? Without getting anything I mean, away? they finished it. It's you know, it's done. I, I thought it was an interesting concept. What I was looking forward to seeing this season was how they were going to you know address that whole situation because obviously they had started shooting when Kevin Spacey's news came out, so yeah. they had to start from scratch. Um, I thought the season was all right. I'm not a huge fan of the ending, but other than that, I thought you know who doesn't like Robin Wright. I know, right? Mm. Jen A. So you feel like, what did you say? Jen A. Jen A. Jen A. She's Jen A from Forrest. Forrest Gump. Oh, see, oh, uh, Lindsay, here's. Here, here, I've never yeah. watched Forrest Gump. Squeeze me. I know. Yeah, I, it's one of my pop culture blind spots. Run, Forrest, run. I mean, it, I kind of know cultural references from Forrest Gump, but I never oh, actually watched it. You gotta, you gotta. Okay, so you think that I should actually? I think you bite should, but I, I mean, if you're already a season and a half behind, if you're already tapped out, and you're feeling, you know, strongly about not, you know, investing time into that product because it was associated with Kevin Spacey, no, that, I don't know that's if that's not, you. No, that's not okay. Me. Then why not? Okay, who knows? Mm-hmm. I, right. I thought it was it was all right. Okay, yeah, but Holly, think- did you ever watch House no. of Cards? No? I didn't watch House of Cards. It. I will tell you, the first season was mm-hmm. revolutionary. Unreal. Because there's some things that happen, and I won't give away anything, but there's some things that happen. Was it at the beginning of the second season? Where you were like, yeah. whoa, that I, never happens in a show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know some of the salacious things that okay. happen in House of Cards. Not we're not going to talk about but, them here. But it really, I really do feel like House of Cards was something unique, and it, it was a, a new way of doing a TV show. And as right. we talked about, it was the first show that allowed us to binge watch. And I, I distinctly remember binge watching the first and second seasons. Mm-hmm. Like I remember where I was. And it was political, politically very explosive. And we thought how far fetched it was. And it comes out you know, think, five years ago. And know, now we, where we are, where we are. Honestly, I think that part of the reason I also turned off of house of cards initially was because it was before the whole Kevin Spacey stuff that just added insult to injury. But mm-hmm. part of the reason that I didn't continue watching house of cards was that 
I don't know if you looked on the news watching like yeah. the the news in the evening was essentially an episode of House of Cards. It was salacious in and of itself. Right. But, but it sounds like Bradley for uh, for you for House of Cards, it's one of those shows that you're really invested in and then you just kind of drop off. Now I ask you another show that I know that you've watched that's also available for binging. Have you checked back in with The Man in the High Castle? No, I'm actually oh. about a couple episodes uh, before the end of the last season. Mm-hmm. Well, like with House of Cards. So you yeah. kind of have the to season that just came out or the second season. Are we on the third season? There's so yeah, it would be the second out. season. There's like the tail end of that season that I have not finished okay. yet. Yeah. yeah. So it's really hard sometimes too, especially the well, way that those television... shows are hard to binge. Like yeah. I... Handmaid's Tale. I still haven't watched the last oh, two because so it's so depressing. That. I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, it's it's disturbing. <laughs> it's a great show, but I have yet to watch the end of the second season. Well, and that's a show. What about you, Holly, and uh, Man in the High Castle? Man in the High Castle, I'm all done. But going back to a conversation that we had earlier this hour about binge-watching TV, those shows can be difficult in mm-hmm. binge-watching, and I think perhaps a reason why you may have fallen behind in House of Cards, where it's like, this is really heavy stuff. And the things that are happening over in the real world, in the headlines, it's like, okay, that's real heavy yeah, right If the there. world is a heavy place, do you really want to turn... I mean, is it any wonder that I'm watching Great British Bake Off <laughs> yeah. and Harry Bikers? Too for comfort, House right? Of cards. Like, I mm-hmm. I need to just have some. I think I'm in a place now where I'm I'm fine, you know, watching it because you know maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. We'll find out later tonight. Um, you know, no spoilers, but um, but I think you know you have to just be in the right mood for certain mm-hmm. shows. Exactly. Yeah. So go back, watch House of Cards. You might as well finish. Just do it. What you started. And then see if it pays off. And then you finish it. You watch it. You're done. And then now mm-hmm. you're free to watch the Harry Bikers bake across. Uh... I can't recommend that show highly enough. They did a whole series on <laughs> the chicken and the egg. And they go all over yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. It is amazing That's how many amazing. cultures have. <laughs> well, what came first? Chicken was that... and egg recipes. Oh, I was, I was, I thought they were discovering which one came first. They kind of <laughs> asked that question, but it's kind of a joke. Um, but <laughs> they do some really awesome chicken and egg recipes, and you're going to want to make them yourself. It's the Harry Bikers. You can watch it on Netflix. They have two series on Netflix. One is their Asian adventure where they go all across Asia, and then the other one is where they could do chicken and egg recipes across cultures. It's 2018, folks. Yeah. <laughs> this you. is what we're watching on television. I'm going right to do now. a show called Hairless Skateboarders, and we're going to compete. Hairless skateboarders. Yes, Are you going to do any food things though? Because I'm kind of into the food. Uh, I have a palate of a 12 year old, so it's just PB and J. Yes, obviously chicken nuggets. How many food hacks can you do with flaming hot Cheetos? I don't like flaming hot. I don't like Cheetos. I don't really like cheese. Okay. I know. I'm weird. There is so much controversy that just happened in 30 seconds. I don't even know where to go. So I'm going to try to redirect the conversation back to what we're actually going to be doing uh, in the next segment. Uh, Holly, there is a ton of free crap that you can get. You can, you know, assuage any stress that you're having about the election by getting some free stuff. What's more American than free crap? What's more American than free qua- crap? Well, we're going to find out when we refer to right here about some little sub of what. I'm totally sober. NetApp, where dare we say in love with the cloud? And we're consumed by its epic potential. For years, we've been fine-tuning our approach. 
Heck, we love the cloud so much, we integrated all our data management experiences into it. NetApp makes the cloud work smarter and harder by letting you connect your data no matter where it is, access and securely manage your data, automate processes and optimize infrastructure, unlocking all your data's possibilities. Tap now or visit netapp.com slash love to see how amazing the cloud can be. Splash Weather Repel Premium Windshield Wash features a three-in-one formula that repels rain, sleet, snow, and bugs while leaving a streak-free shine. And its advanced beating technology keeps you seeing safely all year long. See safely on the road when you apply a little splash. Pick some up at Walmart today.